from 1011 Now and the 1011 Studios in Lincoln, Nebraska. This is the End Report Podcast. Welcome to the End Report Podcast, Coronavirus Edition with Dan Corey. I'm Kevin Suits. Dan, typically we get on here and we crack some jokes, we share some stories, but today's podcast will take on a completely different tone. It's heavy. It's uh, There are athletes that are discouraged. There's anxiety because a lot of athletes who have trained so hard don't know what their futures and careers hold. And so that's our goal here over the next short while, just to give our thoughts, to share with you some of the stories that we know of in terms of these teams and these athletes and how they're coping uh, with the situation that has unfolded before before us. And then also we can maybe provide a little bit of input on uh, what it looks like from a sports standpoint, because what you and I do, Dan, on a daily basis is we report on the sports, but right now sports are on hold. So we'll, we'll tackle that in a few minutes. But first, let's start with the amount of cancellations and our response to them. As everybody knows, most sports are not going to be played. There is no March Madness. There is no NBA at the time being. The MLB is delaying the start of its season. All Nebraska spring sports are canceled. The Nebraska Volleyball Exhibition in Grand Island for late April, that's canceled. The Nebraska spring football game is on the clock. But you have to presume that if it is played, and the timeline of this, it, it kind of matches right up against what the CDC has uh, instituted this uh, period of days. It's just right after that. Mm-hmm. So as of right now, which is in the afternoon of March 16th, the spring football game at the University of Nebraska could happen. The likelihood of that happening, I would put extremely slim. And even there was a a notion that perhaps they could play it without fans in the stands. It could still be televised. But you know how many people are on the Nebraska Mm -hmm. roster? Mm -hmm. More than 50. And right now, that is what the CDC is uh, using as a guideline for whether events and happenings can occur. If there's more than 50 people, the answer is no. And Nebraska's roster is almost triple that. Well, it's been a wild week, hasn't it, Kevin? Um, Just a week ago, we got back from the Nebraska press conference, the first day of spring football practice. You know, we were talking about... Travis Fisher and the quarterback competition and Mike Dawson being back. And it just seems like so many things have happened. And and like you said, obviously, we cover sports for a living. So it really hit close to home when the NSAA made the announcement that the boys' state basketball tournament would continue, but limited fans would be allowed. And at the time that they announced that – some people were pretty upset about that. And it's it's interesting looking back. Right now, that seems like a sprinkle in a hurricane. Mm-hmm. And we talked with several athletes after they got done playing those games, and they had said that they were just thankful to be playing because just because you started the tournament, as we saw, doesn't mean you're guaranteed to finish it. And there were times on day one of state basketball on Thursday that personally I thought we were headed down towards it being called off. Quite frankly, I'm surprised that it was played to completion. It was really in doubt 
in the morning of Thursday, after they had tipped off and played the 9 a.m. games, it was about midway through the 1045 uh, contests, the quarterfinals at the high school boys state tournament, that uh, you could tell that the situation has been extremely fluid. And at that point in time, the uh, executives and the administrators at the NSAA, they all got together and reassembled to reevaluate the status of the tournament. And we thought that it was going to be shut down. And it was that same day that it was announced the Big Ten was suspending and canceling all of its spring sports, spring championships. So the College World Series and thus, you know, the spring season. Will Bolton, his first year at Nebraska, it's done. And I think that at first there was a reaction of we're being a little bit extreme. And these are two drastic of measures by the Big Ten, by the NCAA. But right now, you know, let's remind everybody that sports are games. Mm-hmm. However, we do understand that an individual like Will Bolt, that's his livelihood. That is his career. That's his profession. That's what he wakes up every morning thinking about, and he goes to bed every night thinking about. His team, his strategy, the culture in his uh, clubhouse. And so we don't want to say that these are just games. We can go without them. We can. But let's also be very empathetic to the coaches, the administrators, the athletes. There are so many athletes, Dan, and this is what I want our conversation to focus on here for the next few minutes. How do these athletes handle this? And right now they've been fairly silent locally, and that's something that we will attempt um, to share those stories here in the immediate future is, you know, how are they dealing with this? How is a baseball player who had trained so hard and then was in the season and now knowing it's done, how are they dealing with this? I know it's difficult. Well, you often hear the phrase such and such, uh, you know, there's more to life than just sports or there's more in the world going on than just sports. And, and that is true. And in the big scheme of things, that is correct. But it doesn't mean that these athletes and coaches aren't hurting at the moment, which they are. And, and the thing is, is that a lot of them train so hard. They're so concentrated with their athletics and being a student athlete that sometimes they kind of don't know what's happening in the world. You know, I didn't know what was happening in the world when I was in college, and I sure as heck wasn't a, a, an athlete. Um, so just to be stripped of that and, and I, you know, um, maybe not even understand what is going on, but just being told that, Grace Berry, you're not going to be able to have a chance to repeat as national champs. And certainly the Creighton men's basketball team that had an outstanding tournament could have maybe played in St. Louis, had a home crowd, made a run at a Sweet 16. It's, that's done. I mean, just imagine, you know, Nebraska, it's hard to think about, but if they were to make the tournament, have a great year under Fred Hoiberg and have it just be called off, uh, yeah, everybody loves March Madness. We love the madness. We mm-hmm. love the buzzer beaters, the excitement, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, basketball, all day. Um, but you got to – we're just consumers of that. We love watching that, but the, fa- uh, the the athletes are the ones that put in all the work, and and it's it's just stripped of them. You know, to your point that some people say they are just games, and yes, they are. You know, there is such an awareness right now for mental health, right? And mental health issues go for anybody. It doesn't matter if you work in a supermarket 
or if you're the CEO of a multi-million dollar company. Mental health is something that is real, um, and there are professionals that pour their life into helping save people that deal with mental health. And the reason I bring this up is because you have to be mindful of these athletes and their mental health. As a college student athlete, balancing academics and also athletics, it is taxing. And we know firsthand of a few cases of athletes, Dan, who they have had a hard time balancing that line and that their mental health can really start to wane and be tested. It is, it is very, very challenging for a Division I athlete these days. And there are countless of examples on Nebraska's campus of student athletes, whether it's in softball, volleyball, men's golf, women's tennis, there are athletes that they are adjusting to life outside of home. They are adjusting to taking on a bigger workload. They're adjusting to trying to please their coaches and fans that count on them. And now you've taken that away from them. So the games have ended and they're just games, but those are games that are competed on by people. And these people, their daily lives have changed, and it could really affect them mentally. And so I think that that's one part of the conversation that I, don't, I haven't heard too much about, but it is a concern of mine. As these athletes are trying to navigate through this unknown space and something that is so far beyond imaginable for how their spring season or their off season for the upcoming 2021 campaign has been completely and forever altered and as they sit at home, right now they can't practice. Mm-hmm. That's that's their comfort. Well, that's, that's a big part of it, being that's around their, their teammates. Yes. Being around teammates. And right now they're told they can't practice as they know. They can't be in the film room with their coaches as they know. They can't be in the weight room. They can do things individually, but there are so many guidelines and rules just because they can't put others at risk and themselves at risk of the coronavirus. So you've taken the routine away from them. You've taken something that is so deep in their heart away from them. And I think that's, for me, is where there's a concern. This is not about a fan. This is about the athletes and what they're passionate about. And I worry about a mental health effect here for them. Well, the problem is is there's no blueprint blueprint for this um and and so those athletes who are struggling often look towards their leaders to their coaches for guidance and when the coaches are unsure of what's happening or going to happen that causes more strain for everyone and and that's that's the problem and uh like you said it's just yeah the games they, they mean a lot to the athletes, to the coaches, to the fans, but it's, it's that everyday struggle that they're probably experiencing right now uh, that, that is unfortunate. And as I think of the coaches right now, Dan, you know, what makes a good coach in a lot of people's eyes is coming up with a good game plan and having your team prepared and being able to make in-game adjustments. That's how sometimes good coaching is defined. Greater coaching right now is coming into play where you can't be around your guys. We've heard Scott Frost say so many times about the culture and flipping the culture at the University of Nebraska within the football program. And it's really rooted in love. And we've heard this not just from the guys on campus, but prospective student athletes, the guys he recruits. He wants them to fit a certain mold. And at the heart of that, 
Scott Frost wants guys that love f- football and love each other, mm-hmm. and he's going to love on them. And you hear, you know, like Luke Gifford, when he graduated after playing only one season under Scott Frost, you know, he was happy he got the year, but he was heartbroken he didn't get more. And the reason behind that was because of the heart of Frost and his assistant coaches, that he felt so valued, so loved, and they poured everything into him. And so right now, this is where good coaching is really coming into play. If you have a good coach that can come up with a masterful game plan, how effective is that right now? On the other side, let's say you don't make the best game plan, but you love your guys or gals, and they love you back, and you've established a culture in which it is a true family, that's going to really help these athletes in this time. Because there are so many unknowns, and you cannot just roll the ball out there, get on the field, and start competing because that's your comfort. That is not in play right now, and we don't know when it's going to return. So right now, what is important in the realm of athletics is the love that you have for your teammates, the love you have for your players, the love you have for your coaches. Because right now, and this is just one example, this is just in athletics. I think in the workplace, in home life, right now, who do you have? Mm -hmm. Each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think we can all relate to that at this moment uh, as far as the uncertainty and and seeing people on a daily basis and, and... not knowing if you have to show up to work the next day, if you're going to be in isolation at home. Uh, as far as the athletes, they still might be talking with each other. It just looks different. You know, maybe they're all playing Fortnite together or NCAA football 2009. Just as long as they're still staying in contact. And I feel like that the better foundation you have in a program, and hopefully Frost was getting there where it he wants it to be, you know, you're going to have more of that player interaction when they're not necessarily within the, in the same room together. And listen, this is, this is hard because the coaches themselves, because this is such uncharted territory, the coaches themselves are needing to arm themselves with answers for their student athletes. And as of a few days ago, Scott Frost, I'm sure didn't know what to tell his guys coach what's happening with spring football. I don't know. And as a leader, that's a scary spot. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to be clear, transparent, and have information to set guys' minds at ease. And the, the NCAA is still making decisions. Mm-hmm. So I, I, th- this is just in, such an interesting time, an interesting study. And this is where you know Bill Moose has talked uh, frequently about what he looks for in his coaches. And he looks for good people who stand for the right things. And I think on Nebraska's campus, he has that in every sport. And that has to set the leader, Bill Moose, a little bit mentally at ease, knowing that he's got such good people. And then it's his job to, to get those answers, release the information to his coaches, have them distribute it to their players, team managers, assistant coaches, and so on. Well, you just think about the three coaches and just recently, my goodness, uh, you know, Scott Frost, no football practice. Uh, Will Bolt, no baseball season. Fred Hoiberg, are you feeling okay? I mean, Nebraska, we can go back and and revisit those last couple days of, of last week, you know, the Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, 
And I remember you said you had never had a day like that in the business on on Wednesday. Fifteen years in the television, uh, sports television industry, Dan, nothing, nothing even compares to that because there were just a multitude of developments. And one of the points that I made was, you know, when there is a big story that breaks, you just continue to find more information about it as the day goes on. And that's your obligation and duty is to try to continue to get facts and um, articulate those facts to the public. There wasn't just one story. Yes, the coronavirus was the story, but in our realm, Dan, there was the NBA shutting down, multiple other leagues shutting down. At that point, the Big Ten tournament had not shut down. The Big Ten tournament had said it would play Wednesday as normal, but then the future days would be played without fans. And then Fred Hoiberg got sick. And, you know, Fred Hoiberg, the sickness, that was... It wasn't coronavirus. It was influenza A, as far as we know it. But it was just another bullet flying on that day of, of cancellations, of uncertainty. There, it, was, it wasn't just one thing. It wasn't Bo Pelini getting fired. And then you talk to the players, you talk to fans, and you start projecting who the next potential coach could be. Like, that is a story with layers. This was the NBA canceled. Rudy Gobert, okay, that falls in line with it, but it's still a different story in itself. Fred Hoiberg, you know, they are adjacent stories, but it is not the same story. And then Fred Hoiberg getting sick. And then the team going into quarantine at the Big Ten tournament in Indianapolis. And Fred Hoiberg going to the hospital. And Fred Hoiberg being released from the hospital. Like, these, th- these events were happening well beyond the 10 p.m. newscast. I believe he was released from the hospital in the 11 o'clock hour central time. And the day's unfoldings started... In the morning, it was like putting your head underwater and holding your breath and just being submerged and consuming new information every 15 minutes. There was a massive story happening. And then you finally came out of the air after midnight. And that was just the start. That was just Wednesday, Dan. Yeah, Thursday and that, and that Friday, has continued. It, yeah. that, that trend has continued now. And it still has not they're, stopped. They're running out of... of sporting events to cancel or postpone and now it's the bars the restaurants etc wherever you live uh, i saw today in des moines prairie meadows a huge casino so much money like the thought of prairie meadows closing my goodness gracious and yeah it's closing its doors at five o'clock monday but this is all for the good of the people absolutely, absolutely. and right now you have to put whether you like crocheting or sports, you have to put all of that aside and think about humanity. Think about lives. And we have to make decisions. And I think our leaders are attempting to do that to set us all in an environment and to get us in circumstances in which the survival rate is up and that our healthcare system does not completely crumble because that all ties back to humanity. Um, Dan, now, one thing sports-wise, the NCAA, you know, as they quickly made the announcement to cancel the spring season and cancel the spring championships, they then, as a fallout from that, have instituted a policy in which if you are a senior in 2020 for a spring sport, you have the option to retain your eligibility for next year. I understand the baseball season was about a a month in, uh, and that would seem appealing to a lot of athletes, that, you know what, I don't have to lose my senior year. I can come back. But let me remind folks that are listening, 
some of these athletes are already graduated and they are just spending 2020 as an athlete that they want to be able to play. So are they going to delay being a working professional another year? And that's, that's an interesting study and discussion right there. I know Nebraska has a couple examples on, on its baseball team, and I'm sure those athletes are wondering, you know, what do I want to do? Because they love ball. That's what they know. That's what they enjoy. And who knows what they believe in terms of the future of Nebraska baseball under Will Bolt. Maybe it's too good and too promising that they don't want to give it up now. Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe it's a long look in the mirror and a lot of time reflecting and saying, listen, I've had a great career. I've enjoyed my time. But in 12 months, I don't want to be continuing to ride in a bus where I could be collecting a paycheck and embarking on whatever the profession is that they desire to get into. Yeah. I'm, you remember the last semester of your senior year of college? I took ice skating. Couldn't wait to get out, right? I like, just needed credits knew, to be a full-time you student. Did, you knew that college was like the best years of your life and that your senior year was going to be the best year of those four years or five years. And, but at the same time, it's like, I can't wait to get out like and, and start my life and go into the field that I'm going to do. It's not, yeah, as, that's great of the NCAA to do that. That's the right thing to do. But it's not as like black and white as you think of like, well, for sure, that senior is going to come back because that means he gets to play another year. It's, it, it's like you said, if they're graduated, they're not going to school. So... You know, are they going to get a full-time job in that meantime to come back and so they can play one more season? It's just it, – it, luckily, though, um, at, at that point, hopefully the, the student athlete or the athlete is wise enough to understand and, and make the right choice of what they want to do. You know, I, I think folks on Nebraska's campus like Brett Haskell, somebody who really works on the brain, you know, not to bring it back there, but I am going to bring it back there, Dan, because if you look at a senior on Nebraska's baseball team who is facing that decision, what do I do? That can be exhausting. It can be scary. There could be anxiety. Thankfully, the University of Nebraska has multiple people in place to help these individuals navigate through that decision. Not to mention, that's where you really lean on your family and you lean on your coaches. It goes back to that core issue of, mm-hmm. of love and just being able to be there for others. So, you know, it, beyond athletics, Dan, I already mentioned this, but that's where we got to be there for other people. And I'm so thankful, you know, I received an email this morning just from a friend of mine who I, quite frankly, haven't seen in a couple of weeks. And he said, you know, I'm just offering you a word of encouragement. He knows what we do, and he knows that things as we know it and as we enjoy it, things are changing. And so be that for somebody. Mm-hmm. Be an encourager. Be an ear to listen to. And I'm, and I'm very thankful that these student-athletes have, you know, uh, a support system staffed on Nebraska's campus to help out with that. Yeah, well said there, Kevin. And, you know, oh, many people have been wondering – what what we're going to do in the short term while sports is canceled and it's not about us um but we are as as much as we are able to we will still tell these stories because our sports casts and and hopefully you as a viewer or a listener understands that our sports casts go way beyond just showing highlights and, and running sound bites from coaches. We really want to be able to tell stories 
and that's what we're going to try and continue to do. Dan, you know what? As much as we love going to games, and we like to show everybody the highlights, and you know, we like to show our angle of the highlights, the fact that we do get to be close to the action, one of the greater benefits of our job is getting to know people. And I, I, could, I could sit here for hours and tell stories of uh, the great coaches we interact with and hours of stories of some of the student athletes, whether it's at the college level, whether it's at the University of Nebraska or at Doan or at Concordia, Southeast Community College. I could keep going on. There are so many institutions in our coverage area, and they have athletes. And then the high school folks, we cover all the sports, Dan. And sometimes you walk away with more satisfaction of a workday, having told a good story and having a good conversation with somebody, whether it's a coach or a player. And so that's not gone. And I want to remind people of that. I'm sure you, like myself, over the past couple of days has been asked so many times, so what are you guys going to do now? Let's, let's not forget that we do more than just highlights. You know, we talk to people. We interview folks. We tell stories. And as far as I'm concerned, sports may be canceled. Athletes are not canceled. They're still training. They still have lives. They still have emotions. If nothing else, we can try to tell some of these stories and uh, the situations that they face, and viewers can be informed and, quite frankly, be empathetic. Maybe now more than ever, those athletes need that platform to tell their stories, and we're here to do that. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting um, for us. We, we encourage you to extend your patience and your understanding of things look differently on uh, our newscasts. Of course, Dan, you know, we, we, do, we do a small, we play a small role within the large picture of a newscast. Um, as a television station, we hold an obligation to inform our viewers and um, be a voice for those that can't speak, to serve our communities and tell the great stories and keep them informed. And if we need to change roles or, or do something out of the ordinary, we're willing to do that. Um, because it's not about what we do, it's about the people we serve. And so we want to make sure that we play a part in that. And um, if, if folks out there have suggestions for us, please let us know. You can, of course, get a hold of Dan and, my, Dan and myself on Twitter. And also, here's our email address. Please feel free to jot it down. It's sports at 1011now.com. If you have a great idea of something that we should be covering or an issue that you think we should tap into and try to figure out something about, please let us know. But right now, traditional sports, uh, traditional sports casts aren't going to be traditional because March 16th, 2020 is not a traditional March, March 16th. So we need to adapt just as everybody else is, professionally and personally. And so we, we have a willing spirit to do that. And uh, please know that the folks at 1011, we are trying to use the same precautions that everybody else is, no matter what the workplace is. It's a little bit different because, as you guys know, we don't do a newscast from our home. Working from home in the television business is much different than working from home uh, if you're an accountant. And I'm not picking on accountants. You know, I have friends that are, and I love them very much. But you know, our, our studio is at one location. And so the newscast needs to occur from this location. But we will practice some of the measures that um, 
that are being enforced from our government officials. And uh, but we still we still want to make sure we are here for our viewing audience and telling stories and shedding some light on all the unfoldings of coronavirus. Well said. So that's this week's End Report podcast. I'm sorry, you probably didn't laugh much, but I don't feel like there's been a whole lot of laughter here recently because it's a serious uh, issue. It is scary. And just know that, um, know that you are loved, that there are, there are people in place for you to listen to or to, for people in place to listen to you and for you to turn to whether, no matter what your struggle is, there are, there are people and you are loved. You just, just know that. And if nothing else, if you need to get something off of your chest, use that email address. Dan and I would be more than willing um, to read those and to maybe start a strike a conversation. If you just want to tell us that, you know, Dan's hair was looking great the other day on the news, or if you want to tell Kevin your tie's crooked like it is every other third day, do it. Sports at 1011now.com. Please do. Please do. We're here for each other. We will get through this. Please be safe. Be healthy. Keep others around you healthy. And if you need somebody to talk to, let us know. With Dan Corey, I'm Kevin Suits. This is the End Report Podcast. You've been listening to the End Report Podcast from 1011 Now. Subscribe and leave a ratings on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you download your podcast. For more Husker coverage throughout the week, watch 1011 Now Sports and download the 1011 Now app. This is an alert from your... Stay up to date during severe weather season with push notifications from the 1011 Now weather app. Download the 1011 Now weather app for free today.